Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 91 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. There were no big games out last week, but the games coming out this week include Curse of the Dead Gods, Taxi Chaos, Killer Queen Black, Horned Night, Active Neurons 3 Wonders of the World, Werewolf the Apocalypse Heart of the Forest, Wrath Aeon of Ruin, Moving Out Movers in Paradise, Retromania Wrestling, Beyond Enemy Lines Remastered Edition, Dungeons and Bombs, and Akuto Showdown. Some new games for Xbox Game Pass have been announced, and they are as followed. On February 18th, you can play Code Vein on PC. On February 18th, you can play Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire Ultimate Edition on cloud and console. February 18th, you can play Wreckfest on cloud, console, and PC. On February 23rd, you can play Killer Queen Black on cloud and console. Highly recommend that game. On February 25th, you can play Dirt 5 on cloud, console, and PC. On February 25th, you can play Elite Dangerous on console. On February 25th, you can play Super Hot Mind Control Delete on PC. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have nine to cover this week. Number one, Microsoft announces FPS Boost feature for Xbox Series X and S backwards compatibility games. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Microsoft has announced FPS Boost, an enhancement system for backwards compatible games on Xbox Series X and Series S that can double or sometimes even quadruple frame rates. FPS Boost will be applied to select games, and the first five to be enhanced are Far Cry 4, New Super Lucky's Tale, Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. As the name suggests, FPS Boost improves the frames per second performance of each of these games on the newer, more powerful Xbox Series X and S consoles. Microsoft notes that it has chose these first five games as they are both popular and show the range of improvement available. New Super Lucky's Tale has been pushed to 120 frames per second, while UFC 4 has been specifically tailored to run at 60 frames per second on the Series S. For players who rather experience these games in their original format with lower frame rates, FPS Boost can be toggled on and off. This is similar to how Xbox's other back compat technology Auto HDR works. A new compatibility option menu will be added to allow you to both toggle these technologies on and off. These FPS Boost performance enhancements come via Microsoft's Xbox team rather than the game's original dev teams, and so there's no additional development needed from the studios. They are applied via patches just like a developer title update, though so if you wish to play any of these 5 games with FPS Boost, just make sure your Xbox Series XS has updated to the latest version. As someone over the last couple of years with my gaming PC has understood the importance of frames per second in all games, especially shooters, this is such exciting news. I'm currently re-going through Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the original Xbox game on my Series X. I can't believe how good it looks and runs on this new console, and having new features like this are just going to improve the experience for millions of gamers out there who like to play these variety of games. Can't wait to see them announce even more titles with this feature. Number 2. Microsoft reportedly testing browser-based xCloud solution. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, According to a new report from The Verge, Microsoft has begun testing xCloud games streaming through a web browser for PC and other devices. Microsoft confirmed that a browser-based xCloud solution will be coming to users sometime in spring 2021, and it seems that the company is now one step closer to launching that service. Several sources familiar with Microsoft's plans have told The Verge that employees are now testing the web-based version of xCloud and have shared screenshots of the service in action. 
This solution will allow users to access their games via a web browser, which could be used on devices such as iPhones and iPads. Last year, Microsoft had to end its Project xCloud test early on iOS due to Apple considering the xCloud app a violation of its App Store guidelines. This browser-based solution would allow Microsoft to circumvent Apple's strict App Store rules and finally allow iOS users access to cloud streaming. This is very exciting news as millions more will be able to test and play Project xCloud now if we can get this on iOS and browser-based solutions. I'm one who switched from Apple to Android just so I can enjoy Project xCloud, and the little time that I've spent with it has been pretty good and surprising given the tech. Number 3. New Xbox Wireless Headset Announced Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Microsoft has announced the Xbox Wireless Headset, a new headset for Xbox consoles including the new Series X and S. The black and green over-ear headset has a retractable microphone, pew leather ear cups, and a metal inner headband. The edges of the ear cups are rubberized rotary dials used to adjust the volume and game chat audio balance. The overall aesthetic has been designed to be intentionally understated to allow it to blend into its surroundings along the Series X and S console. At $99.99, it will retail at a similar price point to many gaming-focused headsets and is the same price as Sony's equivalent Pulse 3D headset for the PlayStation 5. Similar to the PS5, the Xbox Series X and S has dedicated custom audio hardware to allow for spatial audio over headphones. The new Xbox wireless headset supports Windows Sonic, Dolby Atmos, and DTS Headphone X, the trio of 3D audio systems available on Xbox. While the headset comes in the wake of the Series X and S, it is compatible across all of Microsoft's supported devices, and so will work with Xbox One and Windows 10 PCs too. The headset uses the Xbox wireless technology system to connect to the Xbox consoles without needing a dongle and can pair with a phone or PC over Bluetooth. The headset can also simultaneously pair with a phone and a console. This for example allows you to play games on your Xbox while chatting to friends on Discord using the same headset, which is perfect for cross-platform play. On the Microsoft side, the headset uses dual beamforming microphone elements to pick up your voice rather than surrounding and background noise. Voice isolation tuning also helps you fine-tune how much ambient noise the microphone picks up. There's also an optional auto-mute function that turns your microphone off when you are not speaking. Active and mute states are indicated with an LED light. The Xbox wireless headset will be available from March 16th in most markets, with pre-orders available from the Microsoft Store and some other retailers such as Amazon starting this week. This looks and sounds like a really great headset, and early impressions are positive overall. At a great price point for what you're getting at $99.99, this is going to be a great headset for many people who are playing games on console and PC with Xbox. I recently just bought the SteelSeries 9X, and I have no complaints about that, although it was about twice the price of this headset. Number 4. Overwatch 2 BlizzCon 2021 Panel Recap New Maps, New Looks, and Teases from Behind the Scenes Tim Vallisor at MultiplayerFirst.com writes, it's easy for to get that Overwatch is getting a sequel, especially at the BlizzCon 2021 opening ceremonies did not feature any presentation on the long-awaited sequel. Thankfully, if you stuck around online and watched the Overwatch 2 behind-the-scenes panel presentation, you'll definitely get some news on what Blizzard has in store for their follow-up to the 2015 team-based first-person shooter that has won multiple Game of the Year awards. As for the highlights, here are some of the big stuff that was presented by the Overwatch team thus far. Two new maps will be introduced in Overwatch 2 based on real-life locations, New York City and Rome. A dynamic weather event system will be incorporated into the game giving terrains challenging elements such as storms and blizzards. Hero missions will be introduced into the game giving objectives players can compete and finish at their pace. Character enhancements and talent trees can be used by players to upgrade and customize their characters of choice. Heroes such as McCree, Reaper, Pharaoh, and Windowmaker will get new costumes and looks. Story content was teased for the game as well as the upcoming new character Sojourn. That's pretty much the breakdown for Overwatch 2's panel, and a release date has yet to be confirmed, but the game will definitely not arrive this year. For any big Overwatch fans, and there are millions out there, 
Go watch the panel presentation. As someone who is such a passive Overwatch 1 fan I maybe played like 10 hours of the game and enjoyed it, I was really intrigued by Overwatch 2. For so long I was wondering why are they going to make a second version of this game and they kind of proved their point in the hour long presentation. A lot of work is going into it behind the scenes, a lot of work on the PvE, go check it out and let me know what you think. Number 5. Diablo 2 Resurrected Remaster announced at BlizzCon 2021. Samuel Tolbert at Windows Central writes, While Activision Blizzard already confirmed during its recent financial results call Diablo 4 won't be released this year, Blizzard Entertainment revealed something else that should help tide eager fans over. The long-rumored Diablo 2 Remaster is real and it's called Diablo 2 Resurrected. Diablo 2 Resurrected is being developed by Blizzard Entertainment and Vicarious Visions, which was recently moved to be under Blizzard instead of Activision earlier this year. The original 2D sprites have been converted into 3D graphics with 4K support. Naturally, this compilation includes both the original game and the expansion pack, Lord of Destruction. The sound effects and soundtrack are also being touched up with 7.1 surround sound support. If you don't take the remake look, it's not a problem, you can actually toggle the graphics with a button press and go back to the way the game first appeared all those years ago. In addition to the game's graphics, all 27 minutes of the original cinematics have been remade from the ground up. Diablo 2 Resurrected is coming to Xbox Series X, Series S, Xbox One, PC, PS5, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. The game supports full cross-progression on all platforms. I never really got into a Diablo game, but one of my closest friends was a huge fan of Diablo 2. I'm excited to see more of this game to see if it'll do anything for me and give it a chance when it comes out. Number 6. Bungie expands its studio partly to create non-Destiny games. Jordan Allman at IGN writes, Bungie has started an expansion of its studio headquarters with a facility being built to focus partly on creating games that aren't Destiny. The news was revealed in a press release from Bungie which revealed the expansion. The land expansion will increase Bungie's HQ footprint from 84,000 square feet to more than 208,000 square feet. Estimated to be completed by fall 2022, the move is part of Bungie's commitment to the long-term development of Destiny 2. The studio also plans to use the new space to tell new stories in the Destiny universe and create entirely new worlds to be an announced IPs. Particularly, Bungie plans to bring at least one new IP to market before 2025. Back in June of 2020, job listings were found suggesting the studio's new IP will be comedic and feature whimsical characters. As reported by PC Games Network, Bungie filed a trademark for something called Matter back in 2018 which may be related to this new IP. Bungie expects to grow rapidly in the future and is expanding to accommodate new talent and build more games. In 2022, the studio will also open its first international office in Amsterdam for its publishing and marketing division. As someone who's a big Bungie fan which started with Halo and then obviously transitioned to Destiny, I can't wait to see other experiences in the Destiny universe. Give me a horror, give me an RPG game, I pretty much trust whatever they can do. But what's even more exciting is the idea of a new IP. Everyone's known Bungie for 10 plus years, and it's pretty much just been Halo and Destiny. Let's see what else they can do. Number 7. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is coming to Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One. Taylor Lyles at The Verge writes, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Mediatonic's charming platformer battle royale title is coming to Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One this summer, Microsoft announced in a blog post today. The news comes just one day after Mediatonic announced that the game was going to be ported to the Nintendo Switch sometime this summer as well. While no firm release date has been announced, both ports will likely launch within the same time frame. Fall Guys originally released in 2020 on PC via Steam and PS4, where it was a free title for users with an active PlayStation Plus subscription. The game mixes Battle Royale with the platformer genre, whereas players compete in elimination-type challenges. The title draws inspiration from competitive game shows like Wipeout. While I certainly didn't spend enough time playing it, Fall Guys was absolutely one of my favorite games of last year. I can't wait for it to come to Xbox console so I can get more of my friends to play this game. 
we can all have a good time together. Number 8, Marvel's Avengers PS5 and Xbox Series XS versions arriving in March 2021. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Square Enix has announced that the PS5 and Series XS versions of Marvel's Avengers will arrive on March 18th, 2021. Announced in the latest Marvel's Avengers War Table, these next-gen versions will be released alongside Hawkeye and the Operation Hawkeye feature Imperfect. It's important to note that not only will those who own Marvel's Avengers on PS4 or Xbox One be able to upgrade to the next-gen version for free, the game will support cross-generation play between PlayStation and Xbox consoles, and players will also be able to transfer their saves between versions. Marvel's Avengers on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S will feature upgraded visuals and frame rate, significantly faster load times, improved destruction, and heroic detail. Soon, those on the PS5 and Xbox Series X will be able to experience Marvel's Avengers story in a new way, alongside both Hawkeye's DLC and the previously released DLC for Kate Bishop. Another game that I just wanted to be so good. As someone who's currently re-going through the MCU with my girlfriend, I love the movies, and I love the Spider-Man games on PlayStation. I wanted this game to be so good and it clearly just did not hit that mark, given Square Enix has lost somewhere around 50 to 7 million dollars on this game. I will eventually pick this game up on a deal, or hopefully maybe it comes to Game Pass, and I want to check it out, but I will certainly wait for the next-gen versions first. And number 9 in a jam-packed week of news, Call of Duty Warzone and Black Ops Cold War will get tons of new additions in Season 2. Austin Gosselin at Polygon writes, Call of Duty Warzone and Black Ops Cold War are set to start their second season next week, and Treyarch has now given the players a glimpse of what content is on the way. The developer released a huge blog post about all of the changes in Season 2, along with a convenient Season 2 roadmap to help keep track of all the additions. For Black Ops Cold War, Season 2 is bringing four maps, including Apocalypse, set in the Lyo jungles, and Miami Strike, a daytime version of the game's Miami map. The update will also bring in six new weapons, including the FAR-83 Assault Rifle, the LC-10 SMG, the R1 Shadowhunter Crossbow, two new melee weapons, and the ZRG 20mm Sniper Rifle. The season will also add a brand new score streak in the form of the Death Machine, a portable minigun. Black Ops Cold War is getting a new Zombies experience in Season 2 called Outbreak. This mode will take place on a map set in the Ural Mountains and sounds like one of the biggest zombie maps ever. The map will include multiple areas, a Dark Aether portal, teleporters, and even vehicles. In its blog post, Treyarch says that it will have even more to say on Outbreak in the days before Season 2's launch. Finally, the blog post also has a few teases about what's coming to Warzone in Season 2, including new points of interest across Verdansk. It seems a mysterious ship that was last spotted on Rebirth Island has made its way to Verdansk. There is also rumblings in certain spots of the map that may indicate some type of underground activity that could change the map. While these teases certainly hint that something is up in the Warzone's first map, the blog doesn't go into any more details on the changes. As usual for Call of Duty Season, some of these additions will come on launch week, while others will have to wait until later in the season. Shark will likely have much more to say on this content this week, before Season 2 launches on February 25th. As someone whose most consistently played game right now is Call of Duty Warzone, and zombies occasionally with my one friend, I can't wait to see all these changes, try the new zombies mode, and see what they're going to change up in the beautiful landscape of Verdansk. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one, given the FPS boost mode, I thought we'd do a little history lesson on frames per second or FPS. Credit the bestgamingsettings.com. So what is frames per second? FPS in gaming is the number of images displayed in a single second. Displaying a moving image in games works the same way as any other medium. There are individual still frames that make up the motion. Your frames per second rate are how many frames are displayed in each second. While a second isn't a very long time, the difference in the frame can make video or games look significantly different. As a comparison, most films shoot on old-fashioned film or projected in the old-fashioned way run at 24 frames per second. Your average NES or SNES game managed a stable 60. 
In games, a higher frame rate is considerably more common as it allows movement and other bits of interaction to be more natural. Moving a character around in a game at 24 frames per second results in a choppy and disorienting action. If some don't actually understand what frames per second are, you have certainly experienced when it's good, and when it's bad, maybe without realizing. As I've gotten older, while I appreciate a beautiful looking game and 4K60 is my prime spot, it's really hard to go and play a number of games like Call of Duty after you play it on PC at 144 frames per second, then you go back and play it on console at 60. Even though it's hard to tell, there is certainly a difference. Thank you all for listening to one of our longest episodes of the Xbox and 10 podcast, and your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, as I've mentioned, I'm going back through Star Wars KOTOR via backwards compatibility, and what a beautiful and great experience it is to me, and maybe it's just a nostalgia, but that game still holds up. I've also played Horde Mode with my friends on Gears 5, what a great time, even though it took a very long time, and I'm excited after this show to hopefully go play some Halo Slayer with my buddies. My name is Brandon Rose, you can follow me on Xbox at Rose 93 hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.